Cinco de Mayo. Welcome. Hey guys, Linda Entwee with 90 Days of Melanated Way. Welcome, 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 and welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm not a singer, but I pretend to be. <clears throat> Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for joining me today, Wednesday. Not our usual day, but we had to switch it up a little bit for the technical difficulties in the back. Um, but we're back, and we're fierce, and let's do some houseworking. Houseworking? Am I working on a house? Housekeeping! Knock, knock, housekeeping. Uh, my shout outs, Olivia, welcome, welcome. Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, uh, Nia, Raydella, Linda, Lydia, Brianna. Hey, Bri, hey, hey girl, I miss you. I miss you, Brianna, I miss you. Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Jaleesa, and Donna over at Anchor FM. I appreciate you guys supporting this show. You'll see at the bottom of your screen something that's ticking, ticking, ticking. Y'all, come support the show. You enjoy it, come support it. Whether you support it through Patreon, whether you support it through Venmo or Cash App or PayPal, your support means a lot, and your support allows me to do what I'm doing. Uh, what up, live chat? You guys are already popping up in there, I see. Welcome, welcome, and welcome some more. Uh, guys, if you're streaming through YouTube, make sure you're doing some thumbs up. Know that there are super chats available and super stickers available. Uh, it pops you to the top of the list, so feel free to support. Anywho, let's get into the show, you guys. I had all the feels about this show, like all the feels. And I want to know what you guys think, because I don't know if I'm just like a nosy person I don't know if I'm just, well, you know, I'll tell you a little story. In my family, I'm the one that asks all the questions, like all the questions all the time. And uh, my mom called me yesterday and she's like talking to me, blah, blah, blah. And I always know when she wants something because if she's up later than her normal self, I'm always like, mm, something's up. So we're going through some, some family stuff. And at the end, it was, it's like I'm in school still, and you guys make fun of me because I make copious notes. Well, she's like, can you just bullet point, you know, it doesn't have to be like a whole essay, but can you just bullet point the things that we talk about just so that I don't forget? I was like, it's 1130. I'm doing what? But of course, you know, it's my mom and she's African, so I have to do what she said. So I made my little bullet points, sent it off to her, and... Uh, I'm telling you all this because I just don't feel like people are asking the right questions. Like we need to ask the questions. The tell all always leaves me like, Oh, come on. Can we ask the questions? And same with this whole Ed situation. So Ed asked Liz on a date and it's funny because we're catching up, right? So there are many episodes ahead and we're only on episode three here, but it's funny to see how this whole thing plays out. And I'm just like, um, so you're going to ask her on a date, but the way you're going to ask her on the date is say, hey, I want to ask you on a date. Is that is that how it goes? Like, I feel like I haven't been on a date forever, so I'm not, I'm not sure. But, like, wouldn't it be more like, hey, Liz, um, I kind of, you know, would love to spend some time with you. Like, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to catch a movie or do you want to go for lunch or go for dinner? Not like, hey, Liz. I want to ask you out on a date. I thought it was weird. Um, but, you know, he's been waiting for two months. He's had this crush on her for eight weeks. And he finally works up the nerve. 
And he says, you know, he's awkward. And I felt awkward for him. I felt awkward for him. He's sitting down. She's standing up, looking at her with like these googly eyes. And it was awkward. And she's like, uh, uh, right? Not into it. And he's like, are you busy tomorrow? She's like, yes. And to me, that was his out. But no, he's like, well, if you can't do dinner, how about lunch? And she's like, mm, brunch. Then off camera to camera, she's baffled. She didn't really, she's like, thank God I was wearing a mask. So that was like, you know, covering my reaction. And it brings me to my first question for you guys. Would you accept a date with someone you weren't immediately attracted to? Now, hear me out. I'm not saying like, oh, hey, you have to be like, hottie hottie pants on fire but like someone that you want to get to know would you would you accept a date from them a if you wanted to get to know them and b if you weren't immediately attracted to them i'm curious let me know in the live chat let me know in the comments if you're watching the replay or listening to the replay later because here's my thing she said that she was baffled okay she was baffled that he asked her out but then she still accepted and then she's like, oh, you know, there's care on both sides. And, you know, he has good taste in food. And that just reminds me of, you know, I'm not saying that it never happens, but it does remind me that there are people that will just go out for you for the free meal or for the free drinks, right? Because they got nothing better to do. And that's the vibe that I was getting. And I'm wondering if you guys were getting the same vibe. Like, would you accept a date with someone you weren't immediately attracted to? Oh, dopey dope. Thank you for the super sticker. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? No, just joking. That's awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, Dasher says, probably not if I wasn't attracted to them. So here's, that's the thing. So if you're not immediately attracted to someone, could you eventually be attracted to them? That's my question. Like, could you eventually be attracted to them? Because I think sometimes love grows over time and Maybe your type is not necessarily always your type. And you think you know, but you don't know. Yeah. Lori says, I would have to be attracted to their personality at least. Yeah. And so that's the question too, because y'all already know how I feel about Big Ed. So I'm not even, well, I might go there a little bit later, but you already know how I feel about it. So he wants to be old school and pick her up and all of that. And I don't think she's going for it. I think she's like, hey, first of all, you're not picking me up on your Vespa because that's not manly. And second of all, I think she just wants to meet him there because I feel like she's doing it almost out of pity, you guys. Like, just like, hey, I mean, I guess so. And so <clears throat> when she said that it was, it was too soon to tell if there was a spark, y'all, I'm not calling her a liar, but I'll just say what I know as women. As women, you know if there's a spark or not. You know immediately. You know immediately if there's a spark. And you know immediately if you're not trying to trying to date them, be with them. You know immediately what you want, honestly. And I feel the same for men, too. I feel the same for anyone. If there's an attraction right away, you know it. And if there's not, you also know it. And it's up to you to decide, like, hey... I'm going to give it a chance or I'm not going to give it a chance. Dasha, facts. Yes, girl, facts. 
Vanessa says, I'm shallow, so no. I don't just want attention for attention's sake. And uh, <laughs> you guys are funny in the live chat. Yeah, so then it almost looked to me like Big Ed was gonna cry. Like it looked to me like he was like so unsure about himself. And so, I don't know, I felt sad for him just for a split second just for a split second. And then I realized that here's the same guy that will not date a woman that's his age because he is like, honestly, I think Ed wants the trophy. He wants the beautiful girl on his arm. He wants, it's almost like a, a come up for him because if this woman is beautiful and she thinks I'm beautiful and she's with me, then, you know, that just says like, I'm, I'm, I'm a catch. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that he's in it for the wrong reasons. And the people that he pays attention to, hey, Stevie, uh, the people that he pays attention to and the people that he thinks that he can date are just so, I just don't think he's in it for the right reasons. So anyways, um, he goes home, his mom's doing his hair. And like, that's a whole, you guys, you know, I get distracted by crazy things, right? So. First of all, I want to say normal sit seems super sweet. She seems like the sweetest, sweetest mama bear there is out there. And so sweet. And so, and I keep looking at them and their exchange. And I just wonder how she has this son. Do you know what I mean? Because he obviously has respect for her and love for her. And she is just a sweetie two by four. But Big Ed is not a sweetie two by four, by far. Like, I just, I'm curious how, I, I, I'm just curious. So anyways, he did the male thing in his hair, which is totally, you know, outrageous. And, you know, fast forward to today, I'm so glad that he cut all his hair off and he looks more age appropriate and he just doesn't look like super, you know the word I'm looking for. Well, I know the word, but I'm just not going to say, he just doesn't look like a creeper anymore because he cut off that hair. But then the hair thing. So he's like, mom, can you do my hair? And I know in future episodes, he asked Liz to do his hair. Like that's his thing. And this time he's, he's doing a braid at the top of his head. And I was like, I need to know who told you that that was a good look. And not because you're 55, just because I want to know who told you that a top braid on your head is sexy. I'm curious. Because I'm, I'm trying to tell you, you're not doing yourself any favors at all from a female perspective. That's all. Super distracting. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Super, super, super distracting to me. I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyhow. So then he goes through his whole Caesar. He had a Caesar haircut. He used to have a mustache, the braid. And I am just like, you're, you're all over the place. You're all over the place. And I just think that this new haircut, Big Ed, stick with the new haircut. Amanda wants to know, do you think he just perpetually smells like egg salad? Yes. 
I, I do think that, but not anymore though, because he cut his hair. I don't know if he still does the mayo with the short hair. Uh, hopefully not, but it's obviously a thing that he absolutely loves and I just don't get it. Anyways, he sits there with Norma and he shows pictures of Liz saying she's smoking. And I thought that was a really cute little thing because, you know, when parents are down with the lingo, she was like, what? He's, she smokes? And he's like, no, she's hot. Now, here's where I'm wondering why we don't ask the hard questions. Norma, you know your son. You know what he's about. You know that he is not age-appropriate. After you're seeing these photos, knowing all of his failed relationships and how he already is sensitive and like sensitive towards being turned down, he's awkward, he's inappropriate. Why do you not have the conversation with him? Like, hey, Ed, son, I love you. And I want you to find love. But I feel like perhaps you are not really going for women that are going to reciprocate that love. And let's talk about her being 28 and you being 55. Like you guys are in different places in your life. She's a single mom. And so she's going to want specific things and you're 55 and you're going to want specific things as well. And like, why not just be on the same page? Like why is Norma not having that conversation? I know she's a sweetheart, but sometimes mama bear has to put down her foot and say, listen, listen, Linda, listen, this is not okay. Why does no one ask the hard questions? I just, I don't get it. So brings me to my next question for you guys. Does Norma baby Big Ed? Because she did say that she loved being like living with him again and she loves taking care of him again and all of that stuff, which, you know, all moms want to do because moms do that. Um, but I feel like he's 55. So at some point the babying is going to have to stop. At some point you're going to have to just be, listen, this is what needs to be done. You're 55 years old. You want to grow old with someone. Let's find you someone that wants to grow old with you. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think. <laughs> oh, everyone welcome Patty. I think Patty in Austin is new. Nor Patty says, Norma gave up on his antics 25 years ago. She's like, I got my grandbaby. I'm good. <laughs> Patty, that's super funny. Anywho, uh, as you may or may not know, and we're going to you know, continue to watch and see how it plays out, but uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit tomorrow on News and Gossip. But as you may or may not know, Liz did a public service announcement on her social media and basically said it was over. She wished, wished Ed well for the rest of the season but she's like peace out so she got her 15 seconds of fame uh you know probably got her social media numbers up and you know i just personally think and i know it's terrible of me to say this but i personally think that she she worked for it for all the things that she had to say that she did and i personally don't believe any of it i think it was all stage she did give like the little pecs on camera. But besides that, I don't believe that she really slept with him. I don't believe that she really wanted to be with him. I don't believe that she really wanted to be in a relationship with him. I don't believe anything. I think 
he was like, hey, I go to this restaurant all the time. You're my favorite waitress. I think you're hot. I'm filming this new show uh, about the single life. And I just, you want to you wanna pretend to like be into me and be on the show? That's what I think. I honestly think that. Anywho, uh, what do you guys think? Does, should Norma have that conversation or is she babying him too much? Let me know in the comments for sure, you guys. Uh, let's move on to Fernanda. First of all, I had totally forgotten that Fernanda was super, super young. Super, super young. Um, so Fernanda, 22, divorced six months after marrying Jonathan. So they were together for, well, it, they were together for like a year and a half, let's say. Um, but not really, right? Because they were apart and she was in her country and he was in the U.S. And then finally after a year and a half, when she got the K-1 visa, she came over to America. They got married, lasted six months, then they got divorced. And she's having this wedding, divorce wedding thing, party. I personally think it was like a singles party. And so that's going to bring me to my question. Have you ever been to a divorce party or have you ever thrown a divorce party? I had never heard of it. Um, I had never heard of it. And I was like, I don't know. Would you throw a divorce party? Would you go to a divorce party? Is that something that's on your radar? Um, oh, Dasha, I'm just seeing your comment. Dasha, I hope you're much better. You're on the man. God blessed you for a speedy, speedy recovery. And hey, Trisha, everyone welcome Trisha as well. Hey, girl, hey. Okay, so I want to, okay, let's first talk about the divorce party. So she puts on her wedding dress and she's gotten her artist friend to like paint all over it. And now she's having a celebration of her freedom. And I was like, you're having a celebration of your freedom. You were married for five minutes. Okay. So what it looks like to me as a lay person, it looks like to me, like all you did was you met a guy, you had a good time, you wanted to be a model in America. And so you came over and you even said yourself on this episode that you had doubts, but you married him anyways. And then when he wouldn't move to Chicago with you, you, you deuced out. And said instead that he changed and things got worse. However, here's the part I'm having a hard time believing. You said it got worse, but you really wanted to move to Chicago because Chicago, you had your family and a support system. And I'm looking over at you like, well, Jonathan has established his life in Virginia. When you moved here, you knew he lived in Virginia. And so you knew that that's where you were going to live. So unless you had a plan and you wanted him to jump on board with your plan, no matter what, then I don't see where he misled you. You knew who he was. You knew where he lived. You knew what his job was. And guess what? You're in Virginia. And now you're demanding as soon as you get there, because your peeps aren't around you. And like, what effort did you make to, to, meet people and to establish yourself, like none of that. You were like, no, I want to be in Chicago with my friends and family. Um, 
Yeah, and Tammy, I'm gonna get to that in a moment. Uh, you wanna be with your friends and family. And here's the thing, and I'll pop this up. So Tammy's asking why no one blames him for marrying a 19 year old, he was 32 at the time. And that's the whole thing, right? So I had forgotten how young Fernanda was. So young in the sense that, think about when you were 19. I know when I was 19, I thought I knew everything. I thought like, I'm the business, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. And lo and behold, I knew nothing. Life had, was just starting. And I think Fernanda was in that same boat where she has hefty aspirations of being a model, but she also doesn't know herself. And so Jonathan is a bit to blame because again, you're 32, she's 19. You're established, she's not. You guys are not in the same place in your life and you guys went for it anyway. So there probably is gonna be some issues. And I'll tell you this, a six month, a six month marriage, because one person wouldn't move to where you wanted to move. And obviously there had to have been some other things going on there, but I personally don't think so. I think that she had an agenda and I think that she went with their agenda. She moved to Chicago and in the time that she was in Chicago, so two years, uh, he just, he met someone, they're engaged, they're having a baby and he's moved to Chicago and she got all, hurt and she she said she's angry and disappointed that he would move there for some random girl and not his his wife i don't know how you i don't know i don't know how you feel about it i feel like i guess it takes two to tango but i still think that fernanda had a specific agenda and she was going with the agenda and i don't think that you can force someone to do something that they don't want to do because He's moving there. He doesn't have his business established or whatever yet, but perhaps over the two years that they've been separated now, well, divorced, he, you know, relocated his business. He found an age appropriate person that was in the same place and time as he was. And lo and behold, he has family in Chicago and he moved to Chicago. I don't think it had anything specifically to do with Fernanda. I just think it had to do with her timeline do it and do it now is what she wanted. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it right now. So anyway, she has this divorce party. Um, and uh, she meets this guy. And his name is Robbie. He's 30. She's 22 now. So it is what it is. And she's going to go out on a date with him. Now, I thought Robbie was a little extra. I thought Robbie was a little extra. I, I don't know. I his vibe was was he was killing my vibe because when he was like he asked, he's like oh I've never been to a divorce party and like what's this thing all about and oh you look beautiful and all that stuff and then he's like oh you know we should go for dinner and then he says are you excited and she's like uh huh and then he says tell me that um and I don't know if it's because I'm not 22 but what you're not about to do is tell me how to react. You're not about to tell me what I'm going to say. I already said, yes, let's, let's do that. Let's go on a date. Let's get to know each other. But you're not going to tell me how to then respond to you. I need to tell you I'm excited. I said yes already. That should tell you that I'm excited. Because if I wasn't excited, I would say no. It rubbed me the wrong way. Um, so... The divorce party, they talked a little, like some of it I just didn't really care about. I The one thing I didn't know is that during this COVID, and I don't know 
what timeline this pandemic was on, but they were allowed to have 30 people inside as long as they were tested and did a temperature check. And I was like, when was this? Because in the thick and thin of things, the most people you could be around were like six people out here. So I don't know what y'all do. And if anyone's watching from Chicago, please let me know what the rules were. Oh, see, it's because it's too young. Patty says at 18, I married a very controller older guy, escaped four years later and did have a party. Good for you. Good for you, Patty. So then she tells us that she's working on a modeling. She's going to be a model. And so we meet her trainer, Joe, and his wife, Anesthesia. And Joe ran into Jonathan, and that's where we find out that he lives, like, right down the corner from the gym, which is convenient because Chicago's a big city. So, like, you just happen to go to the gym where Jonathan then moved, and then you're worried that you might run into him. Well, yeah, if he lives on the corner, you're probably going to run into him. I mean, he lives right there. I don't know. Uh, and then I, so I thought that circle was a little small. So her, her date, Robbie, also goes to this gym and is good friends with the wife. And apparently he's a good guy and he has a bunch of sisters and la, 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 la. Great. If you like it, I love it for you. I, I personally think that Fernanda has some growing up to do. I think that she needs to, like, find herself and find what what makes her happy and, and have more depth. It can't just be about how good you look and you being a model, like depth to who you are as an individual. That's personally just the vibe that I'm getting with her. But again, it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out because we know that she moves to Miami during the single life and her roommate becomes her, her is her new boyfriend now. So as of current day, she's no longer single. So I want to see how this plays out. I want to see how this plays out. Because, you know, it seems to me like you've jumped from one relationship to the next without really spending any time with knowing who you are. And, you know, you can be hot, but I think you should have some substance. But that's just me personally. I, I mean, I don't know, guys. Would you date Fernanda? And if you would date her... What are her redeeming qualities? What are you looking for in her that makes her stand out? Um, Danielle. Oh, Danielle. I think I'm gonna start with my questions first because I have so much to say about Danielle. I just, I just don't even know where to start. So I'm going to start with my question. First and foremost, should Danielle have met with Mohammed? Should Danielle have met with Mohammed? Because I just, yes. Amanda says, we need a day of the week dedicated to Danielle. And she says, absolutely not. Okay. First and foremost, why in the intro do they show 
Danielle and Muhammad together. And I get it's because they're showing us that this is the couple and then the, now that person is single. I get it. It's just weird to me. And then they haven't seen each other in three years, but he recently was texting her because he's a trucker. He's going to be in Ohio for work and he wants to meet up and talk. Now, I know I said this on episode one, but I'm going to reiterate it because I think it's really important personally. And it's I, I might sound like a hypocrite because with Fernanda, I said it shouldn't just be about looks. There has to be some depth. But with Danielle... I just don't think that she should have rolled out of bed and put a scrunchie in her hair and off she went. I feel like she already has insecurity issues. She already has a lot going on with her that she has like, I don't know if you've ever met someone that has that nervous energy. She she has that nervous energy and it vibrates through the screen. And I can't, I sit there and like right now I'm getting goosebumps. I sit there and I just, I feel so bad for her, right? So I personally think that she should have made herself feel beautiful and whatever that looks like for her, whether that she combs out her hair, whether she puts on a little lip gloss, whether she puts on her favorite dress, something. But to me, her just rolling out of her apartment after she hasn't seen the ex that broke broke her and not just broke her heart, broke her. It didn't make sense to me because your confidence is your armor and she has no confidence. And then you just roll up. You, it's like she rolled out of bed to meet the man that broke her heart. And of course she's going to be nervous and twitching and fiddling and stumbling on her words because she's already like, I just felt so sad for her, you guys. I felt so sad for her. And I just, I'm irritated by it because I just think that she was not really ready Uh, Stevie says, Danielle needs to move on from Mohammed and get some contacts and a makeover. Facts. And Dasha says, yes, I was meeting my ex after three years. I would definitely put myself together. Hey, Raina. Hey, girl. Hey. And Amanda says, yeah, because she can look cute. She looked cute before. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, she should have put herself together. I think it would have made her feel better and it would have made her feel more confident. So anyways, she is worried that it, meeting him is going to bring up some romantic feelings. And uh, she thinks that he's a sweet talker and that she might get sucked back in, back in. As soon as she said that, I already knew that she was not over him. Now, here's the thing, you guys. It's been seven years. Seven years. They haven't seen each other in three years. But it's been longer than that. And this woman is still stuck on Mohammed. She's stuck on him. And I have, so, I have so many theories about this, but let me just say this, okay? Let me just say this. And, and I mean it in, with no disrespect, you guys. No disrespect. I'm just speaking what I think to be true. And what I think to be true is that Danielle was shocked that she was she was able to call Muhammad her husband. And I think that she thinks that he's sexy. I think that she thinks he's handsome. I think that she thinks that he's out of her league and that by him paying her attention and coming over from uh, Tanzania and marrying her, that to her, it gave her some self-worth. 
And so when he was so mean to her and said those terrible, terrible things to her, she was already not secure and it broke her. And she can't let go of that. And she even said when she met up with him that um, she, he left her at her lowest point. She feels that she deserves an apology. And after leaving, after him leaving her, she had trust issues, abandonment issues with other men. And she blames him for it. Okay. She can blame him, but it really comes from you, right? So whatever your abandonment issue is, that's your issue. And, and you know, we hear the hashtag normalized therapy. I think Danielle should be the first one to go to therapy and find out where these insecurities are coming from. Because what I know about Danielle is that, like she said in the show, she's been in school for a couple of years. She's, she's in school to be a nurse. So she's smart. She has children, grown children. She was married for what, 22 years. So she can be love and give love, right? Because how many of us have been in a relationship for 22 years? I can personally, come on. Okay, so I haven't done it yet. So there are qualities that she has to be in a long-term relationship. However, I think that I feel bad for her because again, I think that she has some major insecurities. I think she has some shitty people around her that act like they love her and, and support her and lift her up, but really they don't. And so that can't be good for her. Um, and I, I just think she needs to work on herself. Okay. Which brings me to my question for you guys. Is Danielle ready to date? And I'll tell you this. No, she's not. And you guys can debate me in the live chat. You can debate me in the comments. She is not ready because I feel she personally needs to work on herself, be fulfilled in herself so that she feels like she's bringing something, something to the table. Because if she doesn't feel good about herself, the person that she's trying to date or be with is not going to feel good about her and not going to uh, support her and cherish her the way that she should be. And I think that, I just think that, it's just sad to watch it play out on TV. It really is. And like, she's still crying over Muhammad. Like go and get some therapy, my friend, get over him because this fool does not care about you. He didn't care about you then. And he absolutely doesn't care about you right now. Okay. Cause when he said, okay, so let's go back to it. So he says it was strange seeing her after three years and it brings up bad memories. Okay. So then why did you ask to see her? Right. And he said, because he wanted, quote unquote, peace. OK, you want peace. Then let's really deal with the issues, because what you're not about to do and what he did do was blame her. He's like, you're the one that brought the drama. Um, you're the one that caused all these pains. I'm human, too. And my feelings and me, me. I was like, oh, oh, you're that person. And then. When she said to him, um, I deserve an apology. You left me at my lowest. And because of you leaving, I've had a hard time trusting men. Then he says, first of all, you did a lot of stuff too to cause a lot of damage. And you had no regard for me as a person, he says. 
And so I apologize that you felt like that. So you're not really apologizing. You know when people do that, like, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. Oh, I'm sorry you thought that. Well, you're not really sorry for what you did and, and how I felt. You're sorry that I feel sorry and sad. Because that's not a, that's a bullshit apology. If anyone ever says to you, I'm sorry you felt that way, or I'm sorry, sorry you think that, they're not sorry. They're just like, they're just telling you so that they can move past it. And that's exactly what Muhammad did. Then he said, I didn't mean to hurt you on purpose, he says. Did I, were you in the same season, Muhammad, that I watched? Because you said some crazy things on air about her purposely to hurt her. So when you said all that you said, and we're going to talk about it in, in later episodes, because I saw the preview from last week's episode and I was like, Oh, Danielle, you can, you cannot date. You can, you are not ready. And every time you say his name, you start crying. Something is wrong. Hey, Cheryl. Hey girl. Hey. Oh, Angelica. Hey girl. Hey. Um, Judy, hey girl. Judy says she's stuck in the past. She definitely needs therapy, like you said. Um, oh, Raina. Wow, Raina. Raina, you've been married or were married for longer than my entire life. That's incredible. I might have to hit you up and get some some lessons from you because I need to know what the secret is. <laughs> Patty says. Danielle is stuck in a rom-com of her own making that still hasn't ended. Right the end, girl. Right the end. Um, so, yeah, I don't think she's ready to date. And I don't think she should be on the single life like this because it's hard to watch. It's making me sad and it's making me anxious for her because it doesn't look like it's getting any better and it doesn't look like She's over Muhammad, even though it's been so many years. So if you don't get to the, the root of the issue, you're never going to get past it. And that's why you think, or that's why she thinks that she's having trouble meeting other men. Well, no, you're not having trouble meeting other men, Danielle. You're having trouble opening your heart and allowing other men in because Muhammad is still in that place. And whatever it is, if Muhammad said to her, you guys, Muhammad said to her today, hey, like, I want to come back. She would let him back. She would, like, huff and puff about it, but she would let him back. And that's what's scary. It's scary. Oh, Reina, I am so sorry for your loss. Uh, her advice for a good long marriage is compromise. I'm sorry for your loss, Reina. Thank you for being here. Um, and Stevie says, Facts. So what I would like to see, this is what I would like to see. I mean, I know that there are already a bazillion episodes in. And oh, side note, because I'm, I'm just sidetracked because I thought about it. Are you guys watching the pillow talk that follows? I was so confused. So season, season one, episode one is a regular single life. Then episode two is pillow talk. And then episode three is actually the second episode of Single Life. So like the built-in Pillow Talk to your watching pleasure. And so are you guys watching Pillow Talk? I was confused. I was like, who, what, wait, what, what, what's happening? Did I, did I click on the wrong button on Discovery Plus? Like what? Uh, anyhow, um, 
Pillow Talk is funny in itself. I'm not going to cover it, though, but it, it is funny. Uh, it's just not for me to totally get into because I want to talk about the singles. So, <clears throat> Danielle, to ca and then I noticed, you guys, Danielle's a little bit more confident when she's just talking to camera. She she has big kahunas when she's talking to, ca to camera, but as soon as she is in front of anyone else, she's not. And I just, you know what? I want her to like take her power back. I want her to feel confident and beautiful about herself and not like so victim-y. It's, it's just hard. Like I just was like, oh, oh, Danielle, oh, Danielle. Oh, and then when she's crying, I was like, you're still crying over this guy seven years later. Like, why? Like, why? Ah, it's just too much. So. He says he wants peace and he tells her that he doesn't need anything because she wants to know, why did you reach out to me? Which I thought, good question, Danielle. And what are your true intentions? And he says that he doesn't need anything from her. He doesn't want anything from her. Um, he just wanted to say hi and bye and make sure they had peace and no more drama. Uh, he says that he doesn't have, he doesn't need her for his immigration. He's dealing with it on his own. However, side note, because they were married, for two years, she still has to, she's still legally responsible for him for the 10 year span before she doesn't have to be financially responsible for him. Um, so there's that. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, and you might hate me for saying it, but you know, I that's why we're here. I personally think the only reason that he reached out to Danielle is so that the two of them could be on the show. That's it. Because y'all didn't talk for three years. All of a sudden, Single Life is a new show. Hey, if you and your ex can both agree to be on the show, then you guys can both be on the show, And but you'll, you know, you'll have to interact. And so he probably texted her and be like, hey, such and such producer reached out to me. Would you be interested in doing this? That's the only reason. That's it. That's it. He didn't want peace because he didn't want peace two years ago. You don't want a piece a year ago. You don't want a piece three years, three years ago. But all of a sudden, there's a new show and you want peace. But when you come to have peace, you say, oh, but you did this and you caused drama and you did a lot of damage and you and okay. Bye, friend. I don't believe you. So then she starts crying. So they walk out. They say their niceties. They do the, the elbow bump. And she starts crying because she wishes she could have seen this Muhammad when they were together. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to give you the real talk and real talk, Danielle. Like, you were never going to see this Muhammad. And he could have changed. He could not have changed. But he was never going to be this guy for you because he never really wanted to be with you. He wanted to be in America. And that's it. And I know the truth hurts. And I know that he probably said the things that he needed to say in order for you to pay for him to come to America. But now just cut your losses. You're in a good place. You're in school. You have family. You have friends that love you. Not the ones that are on TV, your real friends. Um, so focus on that. Focus on that. And I got to tell you, like, this preview that I saw with the dude that she was on the date with and she started crying again about Muhammad, I was like,
that dude could have been a good dude for you. But you're like the verbal diarrhea that you have, just continuing to talk about this dude that you haven't been with for like seven years. It's it's not it's not it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And she's adorable. She could be loved, but she's not making space for love because she's hanging on to this Muhammad dude. And the sad part is he can be as shitty as he wants to her and she's still holding on to him. If you had the audacity to disrespect and embarrass and be super negative and mean and awful to this individual and you still would take him back, he knows that. He knows that. I just, I can't. I just, I can't. I can't. So I'm going to be really paying attention to her little storyline. And I just personally just think it was, it, it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. Nicole says she needs to let it go and move on. She does, but she's not. She's not going to do it. So we're going to watch painfully as she continues to have this torch lit for a guy that was never for her. Never team Danielle. He was team Muhammad all day, every day. Um, all right. Molly and Kelly. Molly and Kelly. Hey, Esfere. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, okay, so Kelly, 41, from New York City. And you guys, I'm going to tell you a little secret about myself. I am a sucker for two accents. One of them is that Brooklyn accent. Kelly has it. And one is a British accent. Like, I'm a sucker for them, like a sucker. Sucker, sucker, like a sucker, sucker. It's terrible, but it, I don't know what it is, but it, it's for me. Anyways, so, uh, Kelly, Molly doesn't know a lot about Kelly. All she knows is that he's from New York City. He seems smart. Uh, he seems kind. He has a dog and he's a police officer. That's what she knows. And she wants to, like, know more. And she spent, you know, three days with him in New York City. They had an amazing time. He seemed like a gentleman. She loved it. She's about it. And uh, so she's come. So he's coming to visit her in Atlanta to meet her kids, to like get to know each other some more. And she's getting ready. And as she says, and I absolutely agree with her, it is absolutely hard to date in a pandemic. Dating is already hard, but like throw on the pandemic and the pandemic rules and the Zoom dates and the friggin' testing and the, and the meeting and the mask. Oh my God, it's too much. It's too much. But I respect her. I respect everyone that is putting in an effort um, to meet people. Uh, I am not putting in that effort. And so <laughs> unless you know where I live and you're knocking my door and saying, hey, let's go on a date. I, I don't know what, I, I cannot speak for myself. I don't know what's going to happen over over in this Ponderosa. Anyhow, Molly had these badass boots on. Uh, 
She was like lacing those bad boys up. She's putting on her dress. She was ready. She was ready for her date. She calls him and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to meet him at the airport. I want, I'm not even going to meet him at the door. I'm going to meet him in the bed. I am ready for some jiggy jiggy. She, she, that's her vibe. So she wants him to just come on in, make yourself at home, drop your bags, come on upstairs and meet me in the bedroom. Like that's, that's the vibe she was going for. Um, <laughs> and she's excited, but she's nervous. Claire. Claire's saying something about Danielle. Danielle was never married to her children's father. The only marriage was with Muhammad. The children's father cheated on her. So why don't she blame him if she's looking to blame on someone? That's fair. I actually didn't know that they were never married because they were together. She said 22 years. So I assumed they were married, but I guess Claire is saying that they were never married. She has abandonment issues for sure. So let's just be straight about that. Vanessa said, I thought you were going to say drop your pants, but you said bags. Girl, I'm about to say that. So what I thought was hilarious was that he had never been to her house before. She didn't want to greet him. He doesn't know where the bedrooms are. He doesn't know the lay of the land. Figure it out, my friend. Figure it out. Because Molly was in heat and she was ready. Single and ready to mingle. And so... He gets there and you can hear him like, okay, well, but where are you? She's like, I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> hey, Molly, you could have at least like met him at the banister. Like, what is this? A maze? Anyhow, he finds the room, no problem. And y'all, I don't know how many of you males are watching out there but I'm gonna need you to really pay attention to my next words. I really need you to pay attention to my next words. There are a couple of things that are going on in this situation. Number one, Stevie, you're, you're already getting what I'm about to put down. Stevie says, I would have found her with the quickness. We could have ate later. Okay, I'm giving you guys some gems right here, gems. This, I need every male that watches is watching right now, is watching on the replay. I'm going to give you some gems that you just have to put in your back pocket. Number one, if a female invites you to her house, it's a good look for you. Now, I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm saying that she's feeling you because she's not going to have any random okie doke over at her place. No, any, any like, okay, so that, that part. Number two, if she's asking you to come to her bedroom immediately, that says something. Because as a female, if you're not trying to do a little anything, you're not inviting that person to your bedroom immediately. So I'm going to need you guys to pay attention to all the, they're, they're like crumbs. They're like crumbs. You know how you put flower petals down towards the bedroom? These are all crumbs that you need to pick up and understand. 
They hug, they kiss, they hug, they kiss. She's wearing her badass boots. And you know, in a previous life, those boots were called something else. And then they kiss, kiss, kiss. She says, this is your side of the bed. That's another crumb, okay? She said, when I talk to you, I lie on this side of the bed and this is your side of the bed. And then men, I'm gonna need you to look and be aware of your surroundings. She had candles lit all over the bedroom. Now, if those aren't hints and crumbs, I don't know what, what, I don't know how to help you. Just like I didn't know how to help Kelly because Kelly should have eaten on the plane, okay? Cause you're already in a long distance relationship. So that's already hard on the body. So guess what? You're only there for a short period of time. So if you're in a loving relationship, you're probably gonna wanna spend some of that time or a lot of that time in close contact with your partner. But you wanted to go to eat because you were hungry and you put your hands on your belly. And I think you called it something. It's like whatever, Frank is hungry or whatever you called it. That, that pause that you're hearing with me blinking, like I'm in shock because I'm in shock. I was like, ha, who said that? Patty, Kelly failed his detective exams. He absolutely failed. 100% Patty, 100% failed, 100%. You ain't got no mad detective skills, Kelly. <laughs> oh my God, Stevie is hilarious. Uh, Vanessa says, uh, dude is over 40. He may need to take a little pill. And Judy said she scared him, LOL. And we're going to talk about that Judy as well. Okay, so he's thinking of his belly. And Molly was like, I cannot believe it. Like, she wanted, she wanted the meal to be right there in the bedroom. And she even said, you've got the whole meal right here. I'm not a snack. I'm the whole meal. And he was like, uh... Could you put on your jacket and grab your keys so we can go eat? Oh, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Shame. Um, so then they go to eat and they have a little like sweet moment in, on the ride there. She says that she has like a permagrin and they're holding hands, they're being like lovey dovey. And she just really thinks that he's too good to be true because he's so kind and so smart and all of this stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, my mom taught me right. She taught me how to treat a woman with respect and value her like you value your mom, which I thought was a good line. However, they get to the restaurant and she wants to have some conversations. Like, I'm gonna get to know you. Why are you single, she says. He says, oh, you know, it just didn't work out in my past few relationships. Well, why didn't it work out? And he, he's like, mm, you know, it just, it just didn't work out. Okay. Y'all, let me get my question out for you, okay? 
Do you think Kelly is hiding something from Molly? Do you think Kelly is hiding something from Molly? Because here's the thing. I've been on enough dates in my life and in enough relationships to know that communication is key. Okay. If the way I communicate and the way you, you communicate don't match, we're going to have a hard time. And you all know already that I'm a reporter, I'm a journalist, so I ask a lot of questions as it is. But when I ask you a question, what you're not about to do is give me some rancy damcy non-answer because I'm going to continue to ask the question. So I personally think he's hiding something because who... On the one hand, we have Danielle, who's an oversharer about her past relationships. On the other hand, we have Kelly, who doesn't share anything. So she's asking him, you know, why have you never been married? Why do you have kept kids? And why, this is a big one, you guys, why did you not tell anyone that you were here? Wait, what? So you didn't tell your homie, your fellow cop partner, who you ride with every day, who's supposed to be like family because y'all are supposed to be family over there. You didn't tell anyone that you met this woman who lives in Atlanta and you're going to go visit her. And that's your woman that you've been talking to for three months. And you know, wham, bam, thank you, man. You're not going to say any of that. You're not going to have any of that guy talk. You're not going to tell anyone you're there. Hmm, that makes me feel suspect. I feel like you're hiding something. Second of all, when she's asking you, obviously directly, like what's your relationship situation and why, why are you single? She wants to know what happened with your previous relationship. How long were you with that person? Is that person around? You don't have any kids. Well, why don't you have kids? Do you want kids in the future? Like, where are you? That she's asking the questions, and any male knows that females are they want to know stuff. What what you're not about to do is say, "Oh, I don't know. It just didn't work out." It just. Do you think he's hiding something? Yes, I do. I do. I do. You slid into her DMs on Instagram. You had enough, you know, kahunas to do that. And you're a police officer, so you're supposed to be able to communicate with the community. So you should be able to communicate with your partner, right? But you don't you just don't want to say anything. And then you want to say that Brooklyn dudes don't trust people right away. What? What, 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 what does that even mean? I'm not some dude in the hood with you. I'm not some dude from your block. I'm not so, you know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean? You don't trust people right away. I get that. I get that. You're not going to trust a random stranger right away, but you've been talking to this woman for three months. So what are you even talking about that you don't trust people right away? And then why, why fly over to Atlanta if you don't trust her? Cause you're going to be staying at her place. So like, what you're saying does not make sense to me. I'm going to jump into the live chat real quick and I'll be back. So um, Stevie says, I think it's his personality as well uh, as how a cop would act compared to Molly's personality and, and world, which is way more open. And S4A says, didn't see it. So I couldn't tell based on his body language, but his story does not add up. Something is fishy 100%. Um. So here's what I'm thinking. Yes, he's a cop. That's fine. But there's something that he doesn't want her to know. And there's something that he is not comfortable in telling. And I don't, I think, yes, his personality is like, I'm laid back, chill dude. And I'm going to tell you all the nice things that I want to, 
you want to hear. Like, you're beautiful. And like, let me pull your chair. All the the stuff on the outside, the surface stuff. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, which you're going to need in a long-term relationship, I don't know if he's there yet. I don't know if he is, I don't know if he's her dude. Is he like, hey, let's have a great time and we can go places, we can go out to eat, we can go to the fair, we can go to the movies and like occupy your time? Absolutely. But your partner in life to grow old with, he's going to have to come with more. He's going to have to use his words. He's going to have to communicate and see if that they communicate in the same way. Because what I noticed sitting there, and again, I don't mean this in any type of disrespectful way. I saw Molly, powerful, beautiful business owner, mother, caretaker, badass bitch on the one hand who's already played around with nonsense men has learned from those mistakes and is coming to the table with a whole lot. And then I saw Kelly and I, I don't know if they're in the same league. I don't know if they're on the same page. I don't know if they match. I don't know if they're going to be able to communicate because she seems to me more of an extrovert, which, you know, opposites attract. Don't get me wrong. But someone said it in the live chat. Like, I think that she, he may be intimidated by her, but for the wrong reasons. Cause I hate when people say, Oh, he was intimidated. He was intimidated because she was too smart and too successful. Like that's a cop out man, man up, man up and just be you. And that person can be them. And if it's a match, it's a match. But I do think that he might not be a match guys. I know it's terrible because she really looks like she likes him and, from what I'm seeing on social media, they're still together. So we'll see. I'm going to see how the season pans out and maybe he'll start using his words because we're only on episode three right now, us at the melanated way. So maybe you guys, maybe he gets better and it works out. But a big part of this too. So he needs to pass this test with Molly communicating, but he also needs to meet her kids, right? Because what we're not about to do is we're not going to have a repeat of Lewis who was not feeling it at all, right? She's a package deal, so be a package deal. Hey, Faith. Faith is new. Everyone say hey hey to Faith in the live chat. Um, are you reviewing Housewives of New York? I've never watched the Housewives, so I don't think that I'm going to be doing that. You guys, I'm really... Aw. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you. Thank you guys for supporting this page. I really appreciate you guys so very much. Um, so you guys, I'm not going to do, Faith, I'm not doing Housewives of New York, but I got to tell you that I am obsessed and I think I'm going to have to cover Extreme Sisters because I don't know if you guys have seen any of the clips and I've posted them at 90 Day the Melanated Way. Um, but y'all, this, this show, Extreme Sisters is buck wild. Like I don't need, I, I can't, okay. I got Colt left to do. Colt can wait five seconds. This show, Extreme Sisters is like, it's messing with my, my emotions. It's messing with my sense of logic. It's messing with me one, like all the way. You guys, Amanda's reminding you guys, wherever you're watching, Thumbs up, thumbs up. It does really help me. But you guys, 
These sisters are sharing a boyfriend. They want to have a baby together with this one boyfriend. They sleep together all in the same bed and they all have sex, but the sisters say they don't have sex together. And then they live with the twins' mom. So the mom knows all about this. All four of them live in the house. And then I saw a clip today where they say, you guys, I'm just like, they, okay. Where one goes, the other one goes. They never are apart. They go to the bathroom together. They shower together. One of my followers said that one of the girls had a rotten tooth and the other twin wanted to pull out her perfectly good tooth so they could match. Like, you, what, what's happening? What's happening right now? I think I'm gonna have to watch it and I think I'm gonna have to talk about it with y'all because I have never in my entire life heard of, seen of anything like this ever. Like not ever, not ever, ever, ever in all the reality shows I've watched, I have never come across this kind of crazy. And you know, we had Stephanie crazy. So this is taking to a whole new level. So I'm gonna have to cover it. <gasps> Lori said those crazy twins were on botch, were they? Nicole says it's so odd. And Vanessa said, I did watch Extreme Sisters once and it's funny. My daughter is pregnant with twin girls. Hope they don't end up. Girl, Vanessa, you know that you have common sense and you know that your daughter has common sense. None of that is going to happen. Trust and believe. And Amanda says, Linda is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm going to have to cover it, you guys, because I have never in my life heard of such things you you take a shower as a grown-ass woman with your grown-ass sister do you have double toilets so that you guys pee at the same time like how does that work it is one stand by while the other one pees like i you know i get distracted by we're, like just all the stuff so i'm gonna have so many questions you guys i'm gonna have so many questions so anyhow last and certainly I'm not going to say it. But lastly, Colt. Colt. Oh, Colt. So Colt, basically, he is in love with Vanessa. He wants to be with Vanessa. He wants to marry Vanessa. Vanessa doesn't want to have anything. Oh, everyone, welcome Cheryl. Cheryl says, I really enjoy listening to you. Thanks. That's so sweet, Cheryl. I appreciate that. Oh, Lord, Nicole. I know. I'm just, I'm just going to have to watch it. I haven't gotten around to it because I just, and I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. So anyways, Colt. Colt has a date and uh, Tana, so you guys know who Nick, Nick Hogan is, Hulk Hogan's son. Tana is his significant other. And Tana introduced Brittany to Colt. And Tana is in the adult entertainment industry. And Brittany is also in the adult entertainment industry. So I was surprised that Colt didn't realize that. And I was surprised he was acting like so, Colt was acting so basic. And I get he was like, oh, I just want to be with Vanessa. So if you want to be with Vanessa, don't waste this woman's time and go on a date with her because you weren't feeling it. And I was shook because first of all, Colt, you're not the prize, but he acts like he's the prize. And you're not the prize, Colt. I'm sorry, you're just not. So he has a date 
and he's putting himself out there. Met this girl through Tana, and he shows up with gloves that you wash your dishes with. Those blue and flowers. I'm like, so when you set up this day, did you not do like what everyone else did and, and take the COVID test and then like be tested, both be negative and then say, hey, come over. And then you had the gloves on for what? For like five seconds and you took the gloves on. You had the gloves to handle the flowers. It didn't make any sense to me. And like, why, why do you have dish gloves on? I just, it's bizarre. So he gives her the flowers. Uh, she's 47. She's got a dog and a cat. And she's actually super smart. She's into like computer engineering, computer science, software development. She's a DJ, apparently. She's a real estate agent as well. And she's also a two-time AVN Hall of Famer porn actress. Okay. Which is, if you know anything about like that industry, it's a big deal to be like a two-time Hall of Famer. So, um, but she also has this laugh, you guys, that I, I had to agree with Colt. This laugh was like, what, where is this coming from? Beautiful lady, 47, totally put together, good shape. And she had this laugh that was so, Colt, what did he say it was? A hootenanny, which I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to look it up. I didn't have time. But he said that she sounds like a hootenanny. Her, her laugh was distinctive, for sure. Did you guys notice that? It was very distinctive. Um, and it, it's weird because it didn't kind of go with her, the rest of her personality. Um, uh, I don't know. This is weird to me. So anyways. She has this laugh and she's laughing a lot and she was really uh, hospitable towards Colt. And Colt, again, I'm saying is not the prize. And she offered him a drink, she showed him around her place and then she's like, you know, we should go in the, the jacuzzi. And what I thought was interesting is that she had like a men's wardrobe of um, swimming trunks readily available. So you know that this is something that she's done before. They get in the jacuzzi they have a little small talk of whether like, you know, he's a jealous type of person and all of that. And then she literally goes in to like lick his face and Colt steps back, doesn't want to do it. And then all of a sudden he wants to go home because he wants to be with Vanessa. And again, why did you go on this date? And first of all, like we all, you all know Colt, you know that Colt's all, Colt is totally into porn. He watches a bunch of porn. He sends out his dick pics, the whole nine yards. He's that guy. So you had a date with a two-time Hall of Famer and you want to act the way you're acting? Like you, like he hightailed it out of there, you guys. Like he didn't want to be there for five, five seconds. I was like, oh, so now you're a diva? Yes, Faith, I do watch Pillow Talk. I do watch it. Uh, Stevie says, Colt was intimidated. He absolutely was intimidated. I think he talks a lot of big game, but when push comes to shove, he ain't about that life. He ain't about that life. He thinks he's the catch, but he really is not the catch. And I think he talks a big game, but not really. I think he's one of those people that has the bravado online and can be a keyboard warrior and 
send out those pictures and feel confident, but in real life, he's not that. And so when he is confronted with that personality, AKA Larissa, AKA Jess, and now Brittany, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And that's why he becomes in these contentious relationships because he doesn't know how to ha handle a strong woman. Yet again, here's a case of man wants strong, beautiful woman. But again, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? SFRI says, not 100% sure what a hoot nanny is, but went to a few when some Americans organized years ago and it was fun get together. Oh, it's a thing with food and music? What is a hoot nanny? Someone tell me. It's a party, SFRI is saying. Huh. So then I don't understand the reference that he has where he says that her laugh is like a hoot nanny. How does that make What does that mean then? I don't know. I'll look it up and get back to you. But I was just like, mm. Colt. And again, this is another one of those situations where we see it play out and he gets the girl that he wants, which everyone always asks, how does Colt get all these beautiful women? What is he bringing to the table? Oh, Lori says a hoot nanny is like a barn dance. Oh, uh, okay. I, okay. I can see how that laugh would be like a, a barn laugh. I get that. Um, so, uh, listen, we, we're going to need to get Colt on this show after he's done his season. Cause they're really weird about when the season's airing, we're going to have to get him on the show because I need to ask the questions. I need to know exactly what it is about him, or maybe we need to get his exes on something, but something Colt does, he gets the women he and, and beautiful, intelligent women. And I think it would be a great show. And I think we would all learn from him because obviously something he's doing is working. He can get the girl. Now, can he keep him? I'm not saying all that. That's a whole other shenanigan, but that was the episode. You guys, um, I'm loving the single life. There's so much juice. There's so much going on. It's I, again, I personally think that they should have like a on-site therapist for each of the couples. That way they could be successful moving forward and i'm just throwing that out there for season two throwing that out there for season two have a therapist on site kind of like coach them before they go on their dates i think that would be a great idea stevie says get debbie in a separate interview absolutely because debbie's dating now stevie debbie debbie's out there on the the apps and she's dating so let's get her on too um i am working on a couple of people so the next couple of days, if you guys are uh, Patreon subscribers, and I might open up one. I'm, I'm thinking about it. But there's going to be some some people, and I'm excited about because I'm going to ask the questions because, you know, I like to ask the questions. I need some answers immediately. Uh, so that's going to happen. Tomorrow we're doing news and gossip. And uh, don't forget to thumbs up, you guys. I appreciate you guys being here. The setup's a little weird because, you know, I had those technical difficulties, but we are working through them. We are working through them. Thank you uh, so much, everyone, for the super chats that uh, were sent today. I appreciate you guys supporting the show. Uh, again, you guys, after the show, 
if you feel led to. Cash App, Venmo, Linda is so girly. Uh, let's make this show amazing and tell a friend, tell a friend and thumbs up. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow unless you guys have some things in the live chat. I see what's happening. Bye, Raina. Bye, Amanda. Bye, Dasha. Good night, you all. See y'all tomorrow. And if I don't see you tomorrow, I will see you at the beginning of next week. Bye for now.